hands to heaven. Say, I believe you love me with your excess love. You will perfect all that consigns me. Today, you are going to bless me because I am special to you. My life is important to you. You love me with too much love. Excess love. Lord, I'm grateful for your love. I am grateful for your blessing. I am grateful for your grace. Thank you, Father, because you are good. Father, we thank you for this special Sunday. Our Sunday of massive progress. Father, we worship you. Be thou be exalted in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. And so, Father, let your word give us light. This morning, let your word give us speed. This morning, let your word give us it. This morning, let your word preserve our soul. And help us all to be blessed in Jesus' name. Let nobody now me be stagnant in the name of Jesus. Give us the power to move forward. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Okay, can we do I five to three people? I five. I five. I five. Hi. Hi five. I five. Come on. Hallelujah. Shout a wonderful hallelujah. We've been talking about progress because we believe stagnation destroys. Nothing stinks like stagnation. And nothing guarantees progress like success. I told one of my friends, he asked me, what is the secret of a happy home? I said, progress. He said, why? I said, because every woman that loves you can start life with you. It does not matter how rough the journey is. Women have uh, unimaginable faith to start with you. Anywhere you are starting from. Without a car, you are good. Without a bicycle, you are good. Even for some people, without a chair, you are good. It does not matter what you don't have. But one thing a woman cannot tolerate is stagnation. They say, Murupo, you Danny. That's why I marry you. I have faith in you that you will be good. My friend, why are you stagnant? When you become stagnant, the journey becomes boring. And before you know what is happening, they begin to complain. If you don't listen, they begin to murmur. If you don't listen, you turn them to a perpetual complainer. And if you don't listen, everybody will know your story. Praise the name of the Lord. But you know, people don't tell the story when things were hard. If you are actually moving forward. They can even be telling their children, are you sure that we have ever suffered in this home? It has always been sweet ever since I married your daddy. We have always have abundance. They will forget the days of sorrow. The days of no meat. Simply because you are moving forward. That's why I pray for you this morning. You will march forward. None of us will be stagnant in the name of Jesus. And we are being exploring. The anointing for progress. The grace for progress. And everything that can cause us to move forward. This morning, I'll be preaching on the topic I've titled Kingdom Connection for Progress. Everybody know that connections can move you forward. 
Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18 is our watchword. The path of the righteous is like a shining light that keeps moving forward until the perfect day. And I said, it does not matter your glory right now. If you are not moving forward, you will decay. It doesn't matter your glory right now. And there are stories of people that they had a time that was good in their days. We celebrated them. But because they refused to make progress, people have forgotten them. And I also, I'm also happy to tell you today, there are some people that were relevant 40 years ago and they are still relevant now because they were never stagnant. If you want to move forward, it's purely your choice. That means you open your mind to the kingdom connection that moves people forward. And I pray that this morning you'll be connected. Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 says we all with open face we are beholding the glory of the Lord and we are being transformed into his glory and we are moving from glory to glory. And that will be your own testimony in the name of Jesus. Exodus chapter 1 verse 7. The Israelites move forward after Joseph's death. They increase exceedingly. They grew mightily. The land was filled with them. And the children of Israel were fruitful. And grew abundantly. And multiplied. And was exceedingly mighty. And the land was filled with them. They were growing. They were marching forward. They were making remarkable progress per time. And before you know it, even the Egyptians became afraid of them because of their massive progress. You two, you are going to move forward in the mighty name of Jesus. Genesis chapter 26, verse 12 to 14. Isaac sow in the land and reap an hundredfold harvest. And he moved forward. He began to prosper. He continued prospering until he became very great. You too, you become very great. You know, success is possible when you are making progress. Why? Success is satisfactory progress per time. Success is easy, it's not difficult. All you have to do is to make sure that no matter what is happening, no matter who is reigning, who is the governor, who is the president, who is the leader, you are not watching the wind. You are using every opportunity to advance your course on earth. And before you know what is happening, everybody that sees you, they will be envious of you in the name of Jesus. And I pray nobody will qualify to pity you in the name of Jesus very very important is you must march forward and i pray you are going to march forward in jesus name hallelujah turn to your neighbor say you must march you must move you can't be stagnant you are too beautiful to be stagnant you are too loaded to be stagnant move forward god is commanding you to move forward you must move forward it's your season for progress. And you must move forward. Say a believing amen. Very important. All of us must move forward. Look at it again. Proverbs 13 verse 22 says, A good man liveth an inheritance to his children's children. 
and the word of the sinner is laid for the just. What is he saying? A good man is always moving forward. So even when he leaves the heart, there is no substance because he was not stagnant. You will not leave debt for your children. You will leave a legacy for them. You will march forward. You will make their journey easier. Are you saying amen very well? That is the way God has designed it. Not Baba Kotun Jekbisiu. That will not be your story in the name of Jesus. Kingdom connection for progress. Number one way to connect yourself to progress is to be careful on how you see yourself. How do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as a failure or you see yourself as a success? The starting point for any progress in life has to do with how you look at yourself. Your personal view of yourself. Do you see yourself as endowed, as beautiful, as blessed, as somebody that is capable of moving forward or somebody that is helpless? In Ruth chapter 2, verses 2, Ruth said, it does not matter who has died or who is alive. Let me go up now and glean. In whose side I can find favor? Ruth was not waiting for anybody to pity her. When you come to church, you are not coming here so that we can pity you. Hear your story and weep with you. You are coming here to be celebrated. As a pillar in God's house, you have to position yourself very well and see yourself as somebody that the Lord has blessed. Irrespective of your background story. People that see themselves as a failure don't move forward in life. If you think you are nobody, you achieve nothing. But if you think that God has blessed you, you move forward. Your journey for progress will be determined by how you look at yourself. Most of us, we don't look at ourselves very well. You know why? We compare ourselves with others. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12 says, Anyone that is doing that is not wise. What does it mean when the Bible says you are not wise? You will not make progress. If you start comparing your height with another person's height, you will not move forward. If you start comparing your weight with another person's weight, you will not move forward. Every one of us, we are blessed in our own ways, in our own unique ways. In fact, we are celebrated because of our differences. I know similarity brings comfort, but difference is what brings celebration. Accept your uniqueness. See yourself as a success. We may not come from the same house, but we all come from a unique, different houses with a lot of blessing, wonderful heritage. Nobody is more qualified to be blessed than you. You are blessed. You are endowed with blessing. You must see yourself that way. Isaiah chapter 16 verse 1 says, Arise, shine, for your light has come. Don't your neighbor say, Arise, shine. For your light has come. How will you shine if you do not see something different about yourself? How will you shine? In First Samuel chapter 17 verse 26, David said, Who is this Philistine that is challenging the people of God? Who is this Philistine? Who is this? Who is this? 
every other soldiers were having very complex because of the height of uh, Goliath, because of the status of Goliath, because of the CV of Goliath. David was coming as a 17-year-old man without experience in battle, in real physical battle. He was coming without any uniform. In fact, he was sent on errand, food errand in the army, and he saw them parading. And he had the word of Goliath. But David was loaded with personal good self-esteem. Look at what he says in verse 26. 1 Samuel 17 verse 26. He said, who is this Philistine? Who is this? When you see failure, you challenge failure to the face. Who are you, failure? Who are you? When you see obstacle, you challenge obstacles. Who are you, obstacle? Who are you? When you see something that is intimidating, you challenge it. And David spake to the man that stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man that killed this Philistine, that taketh away the reproach from Israel? For who is this? Who is this? Uncircumcised Philistine. Who is this? What is this nonsense? Every man that has that kind of equation is ready to move forward. What is this obstacle? What is this one doing? That was how David spoke. Do you know anyone that will be great? They will always speak like champions. They say, oh, Matthew, Jasham. Their reasoning will be different. What is this that is happening to us? What kind of embarrassment is this? What kind? What, what audacity? How can a man be talking like God like this? How can a man be so full of himself and be harassing the people of God? What is this nonsense? What is this nonsense? That is the way to move forward. And this kind of approach comes from the way you see yourself. It comes from internal revolution. Come from internal revolution. And if you don't talk like that, you are not ready to move on. What is this? Who is this? Why should this thing be? First Samuel chapter 11 again. First Samuel chapter 11, verse 5 to 6. Saul also said, what is this? Why are people crying? Why should you be crying because a king is terrorizing you? Tomorrow we are going to fight him. To the men of Jabez Gilead. Court is us. This way around Israel. He said, anyone that refused to fight, this is how we are going to court his animal. And the Bible says, the fear of the Lord fell upon all and immobilized 330,000 soldiers. 330,000. Because he challenged the crying of the people. And behold, Saul came after the, the head of the feed. And Saul said, What ailed the people? Why are headly men crying? What nonsense is this? Why should grown up men be crying in a daylight? What ailed the people? That they weep and they told him the tidings of the men of Jabez. An enemy is terrorizing people, and elderly men were crying. And the Bible says, The anger of the Lord came on Saul, the anger of the Lord to challenge them. And he said, Anyone that refused to fight, by the time we come back, we are going to destroy his animal. And the Bible says, The fear of the Lord came upon all that had him, and they joined him. 330,000 the next day. And fast now he said, by this time tomorrow, you people will find help. Somebody challenge the cry of the people. If you don't challenge the status quo, you will not move forward though. 
you have to know that you are blessed enough to march forward. Change the perspective you have about yourself. People that are succeeding do not have two hairs. And I thank God we have so many examples of people that are succeeding. So you don't have any excuse for failure. Some years back, I've shared this story with you. They were to recommend me for promotion to the position of principal librarian. That is a university salary structure of level 13. And you know, when you are to do that, people will recommend you the right recommendation and they will take it to AMPC or some other places for them to promote you. And something happened. Before they submit the paper, my then Oga was uh, asked to go on indefinite suspension because government changed hand. And uh, he locked up the paper. What do you call the paper, Prof? Assessment paper of my journal. He locked it up. And I was not bothered. And the person that was acting told, told me, say, ah, they will not take your promotion because your paper has been locked up and the man has refused to give the key. We're just looking at him. So one of the staff there called him and said, Auga, ah, how can you lock the paper of Pastor uh, That is not fair. He said, hey, you see, I'm traveling. I was here. So he came that morning. And he met me in the office. And he was just discussing with the person to open the office. He said, hey, it's because the key was missing. I said, what do you want to give me that you lock up? Do you want to give me the whole university? He looked at me. I said, my contemporary ministry, they are having university, and you want to promote me to a position in library, and you are locking up the paper. Me, that we employ you tomorrow. He said, eh. I said, yes. When they chase you away, you come back to me for a job. I said, can you lock up the paper of Bishop Hidipo? Can you lock up the paper of uh, people that have university? You are locking up the paper of promotion of somebody that will own a university. I said, if you don't find the key, go and break it. Everybody in the office where he was, they look at me, they were afraid. He said, yeah, Elijah, Elijah, Elijah. I said, what is it? What do you want to give me that you are locking up? They broke the paper, the office. They brought out the paper. They did the recommendation. And uh, I was not even moved. And somebody asked me so many years later, do you know you have higher institution why you said that? I said, no, I did not know. But I have a correct image of myself. I know if other people can achieve success, I too can achieve success. Change the, you know, you are looking for so many people to pity you. That is why you are the same spot. There is nothing any other person has achieved that you too cannot achieve. Stop looking for self-pity. You have talked about your background. We have had. You have talked about your failure. No, we have had. What do you have to say about yourself? Change the way you look at yourself. Stop talking about failure story. Went to one of my pastor's house. And I said, I love your house. I love what you have. I love the way you are blessed. But I saw in him 
that as I was saying those positive things, he was not excited. But I just love the environment. Then he went inside and brought the picture of the businesses that he has done and failed. This was the first person I'll be meeting. That is car we have as then. We snap the picture. Keep it in his album. His bed will die. We snap the picture. I did bed though. Everybody know that I did bed though. They all died. We snap the picture. I did this business. So they all died. So he said, ah. Pastor, those things that you say you like, they are the places we have rare animal before and all of them died. This is the picture. There was a time I was doing this business and my friend who had Asida Lock uh, Lagos Ibadan Road. This is the picture. He gave me more than 10 pictures of failure. I said, who snapped this? Who washed the picture? He said, I did. For a remembrance. I said, so that you can get a word. You keep looking at your past failure to determine your future success. You are beclouding your own judgment with failure story. I say, tear this picture and forget about it. He said, why? I said, you are still young. You have not seen anything yet. God can still show miracle. Change the way you see yourself. And you begin to move forward. Look at it again. Psalm chapter 8 verse 5. What is man? That you are mindful of him. You have made him. A little lower than the Elohim. For thou hast made him. A little lower than the angel. And you have crowned him. How has God done with you? He has crowned you with what? I can't hear you. How has God crowned you? Let me ask your neighbor. Say, can't you see it? I carry glory. I carry honor. God has crowned me with glory and honor. When you walk opposite a mountain, tell the mountain, I'm carrying glory and honor. Nothing can stop me. And not to be able to stop you in Jesus' name. Isaiah 43 verse 7. Isaiah 43 verse 7 says, Even everyone, everyone, everyone about that great church that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. Say, God has created me for glory and not for pity. I can't hear you. Say, God has made me for glory and not for pity. I will walk in supernatural glory. I can't hear you. Turn to your neighbor. Neighbor, I will not allow you to pity me. Come on, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Change the way you see yourself and you move forward. Stop looking for pity. Look at people that will be jealous of you. Stop looking for pity. Look for people that will be jealous of you. Say, ah, and I like your dress. I say, thank you. And I like your look. Oh, thank you. Your face look bright this morning. Oh, it's the glory of God. That is the way to move forward. Nobody move forward when he's sitting down on self-pity. When you have self-pity, you will have excuses. When you have excuses, you will not move an inch. Excuses will chain you down. 
Self-pity give back to excuses. I have tried my best. Everybody know I am trying. That is self-pity. And that is when you begin to have excuses not to do anything. But when you look at yourself in the realm of glory, there will be enough energy for you to move forward. 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9. Apostle Paul says, even in weakness, when I cry to the Lord, the Lord said to me, my strength, my grace is sufficient for you. He said, more gladly, even when I'm weak, I will say to everybody, I am strong, so that the grace of God may be stolen upon me. Not that Apostle Paul does not have difficulty, but Apostle Paul says, even when I have difficulty, I will believe in the grace of God that will rest upon me. I will not allow anybody to pity me. And look at it very well. If anybody pity you, will they give you enough thing that will cause you to enjoy glory? Will they give you enough, enough blessing? that we, They can actually give you peanuts. Peanuts. What will they give you? If you gather your story and gather your story, they can never give you enough for you to shine. The only person that can pick himself up is you. And how do you do that? You change the way you look at yourself. When you look at yourself in the mirror, you say, I can do this thing. And the grace of God will be sufficient for you in the name of Jesus. Judges chapter 6 verse 12. Judges, the Lord said to Gideon, you are a man of great valor. Great valor means you are a man of great strength. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with you, thou mighty man of great strength. Gideon was hiding from the Midianites. And the angel clapped for him. Oh, mighty man of war. He said, eh? Where is that language coming from, sir? And who are you directing the greeting to? He said, you. You are a mighty man of war. He said, me. I am the least in my father's house. He said, one. My generation in Israel is the least tribe. In my father's house, when they are mentioning the wealthiest people, my weight is the least. When they gather all Israel by tribe, our tribe is the least. The angel said, it does not matter. But you, you are a mighty man. Change the way you look at yourself. See, I'm a mighty man of great strength. I will march forward. I am unstoppable. I will change the way I look at myself. I will look at myself in the realm of the glory of God. In the name of Jesus. Say, believe it, amen. amen. Number one kingdom connection for progress is the way you look at yourself. What is this? What nonsense? What audacity? Why are people crying? Why all this thing? How can this thing be terrorizing me? This thing is too small. That is the way people that have good esteem look at themselves. And when you look at yourself that way, energy to move forward will be given to you. Ruth, pick herself. Ruth lost her father-in-law, lost her husband. The other woman also left. She was the only one left with a widow woman. Even the widow woman said, I am hopeless. He said, I don't care. I'll follow you. And when they get to the house, instead of them to be sitting down and be weeping, allow people to come in to pity them. Ruth said, let me go out. I'm going to find grace in somebody's eyes. Let me go out and do something. She will not sit down on self-pity. You have 
Share your story. We have had your story. We have had. We have had the story. Why I'm not doing it. We have had it. In love of self-pity. You have told us your mother's story. Your father's story. Uh, people don't have money in your house. We have all had. Everyone that moves forward, they move forward despite the obstacle. They do not allow people to pity them. That's why they move forward. If you two want to move forward, you have to stop the background story. Generational problems. Stop all those things. And march forward. Irrespective of what has happened to you. Irrespective. Look at yourself as a champion. Look at yourself the way God sees you. And use your perspective to move forward. Why? Perception is greater than reality. The way you see yourself matter in the journey of life. Number two ways to move forward is by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Isaiah chapter 10 verse 27. It shall come to pass in that day the anointing of the Holy Ghost upon you will break the yoke. Anointing guarantee four things. Anointing breaks shackles and obstacles. When the anointing, every point of the anointing breaks an obstacle. Every point of the anointing. If it breaks addition. As you are listening now, you are under the influence of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. A word from God can anoint your spirit. And bam! Break that habit. Because when the anointing of the Holy Ghost comes, it breaks every obstacle around your life. First Samuel chapter 10 verse 1. Then Samuel took the oil and anointed Saul and said to him, The Lord has made you captain over his inheritance. Then Samuel took a fear of oil and poured it upon his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord had anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance? Do you know who a captain is? A captain is somebody that has been trained in the army. But this guy was looking for his father's ass. He has never been to the army. But once the anointing came upon him, he said, because of this anointing, God has made you a captain. Captain command troops to move. <laughs> so you that you are commander, you can't be stagnant. You can't be stagnant. It is the anointing that made Saul a captain. Not only that, the anointing will make you to be favored. People will like you without reason. That's why you move forward. That's number two thing that the anointing does. Number three thing that the anointing does, anointing gives you a new heart, enable you to think well. When you see somebody that is not thinking well, it's because he's not anointed. He said, because of this anointing, you will be given a new heart, a new way of thinking. Proverbs 23 verse 7 says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he says, we are limited most of the time because of the way we think. But once the anointing of the Holy Ghost comes upon you, bah, your thinking reasoning will change. You begin to think correct. And they will ask you, why do you think this way? It is the anointing. The anointing helps you to think right. That is why you must desire the oil. The anointing of the Holy Ghost is what moves a man forward. It will change the way you think. Even when you miss obstacle, the way you think will be different. You want God to change your thinking faculty. You need the anointing. And number four, the anointing guarantees signs, miracles, miracles, 
I and the children that the Lord has given to me, we are for signs and wonders. Once the anointing of God comes upon you, there is something you cannot explain. The miraculous happen at ease. <laughs> it happens at ease. Joshua chapter 1 verse 5. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 7. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 16. And uh, 1 Samuel 10 7. Anyone you see, Acts chapter 10 verse 38. When the anointing of the Holy Ghost come upon you, you move forward. That's why I said, I think whether it's on Friday or Wednesday, I said, <coughs> if for any reason you are not marching forward, stay in the place of prayer to be anointed. Come for the prayer group meeting and just be praying. Lord, I want to move forward. You are invoking the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And as you are praying, as the anointing of God is coming upon you, it will suddenly open your eyes to something you have not seen and it will break the circle of bondage. As a man taketh in his heart, who is this? Read Zechariah chapter 4, verse 7, Isaiah 43, verse 16, 1 Samuel 10, 7, Hark chapter 10, verse 38. Anyone that you see, just put it. I want to read three more on that. Talking about the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Just see it the Lord, which maketh a way in the sea and a path in the mighty waters. That is God. When that anointing come upon you, ways will come. Anointing creates doors of opportunity. Anointing. The anointing of the Holy Spirit. That's what creates doors. Anointing creates doors. I was seated here in the office. Here in this office. And a man came up to me and said, Sir, I need a job. I've done this, I've done that, I need a job. I said, look at my side. Look at application letter. If I've established school for applicants, this place will be filled now. If this school is for people that are looking for a job, I will have more than enough people. But you know, unfortunately, this school is established for students. The only person that I need that can guarantee job for you is somebody that will bring in students. And he said, ah, I know somebody that will recruit for... One polytechnic. I know him. Can I bring him? I said, go and bring him. And they came in their car. I did not look for them. Oh. They came looking for me. He said, sir. They said, you need to. I said, yeah, that's what I need. He said, can we go into a I said, why not? I said, okay. This is my time. I will bring student. You will do this. I said, okay, that's good. He said, oh, wait a minute. Can we improve the, increase the quota? I said, we can't. Once they give us a quota in Abuja, that quota is static. You can't do it. If you take admission beyond that quota, ah, he said this number they gave you is too small. Is there anything we can do within the next three months to increase the number of students you can take? I said, if, if I write them down and I pay, they will have to make a visit, make a recommendation, receive a letter. He said, oh. He said, okay, can we write to NCCE? He was suggesting to me in the office, telling them that you have this certificate so that they can change it to college of education. I'm very sure college of education will give you something higher. I said, why not? Was it Saturday and Sunday? Dictated something. Let's write our passion, our history, the license that we had. We submitted. And the next day, they sent somebody to come and visit the school. And before you know it, wham, we enter another dam. College of Education. Give us quota. And they called me. We love this site. <laughs> I don't want to tell you what they gave us because anybody that had what they gave us is always shocked. 
I was not going for 2,000. I said something more. We started from 30. 30 quota. And on jam potter now for NC, we have 5,000. 5,000. The anointing creates ways for you. You will just be seated and call that we move you forward, we enter. Call, we come. Call, we come. Somebody call, sir. The Adekule Ajasi University, they need to partner with uh, College of Education. And I think you are well positioned to partner. I say, what do you think will cost us? Ah, send me 10,000 to go there and ask for the format so I can see somebody. I say, okay, send your account. So I send 10,000. From 10,000 to phone call. From phone call, God started pushing us. Before you know what was happening, uh, Adekuna Jasipu came here as a team. I was seven of them. I told my wife, oh, these people are so many. Let's look for hotels. So I said, ah, professor. Professor Marie, what I said, okay, take them to Enon Shoots. We took them to Enon Shoots. They came around nine. By 10, they said, what are they going to hear? They say swallow. All of them swallow. Which kind of swallow Amola? We drove to Mama Yeti in the night. Bought Amola. Bought uh, goat meat. Goat meat that is every 2005. They ate the belly food. They came in the morning smiling. They said, ah, oh, you can see it. Education now. Oh, you can see it. Charlie, if you call some of me. What you requested for is too small now. How can you request for 10, for 10 departments? Let's look at the mandate that the university gave us. She won't limit what she requests. Somebody won't limit you. We should look for all the possibility of the courses they can do. We say, check out by Fima. Hey, Fima. In NC, we are running 10. In the degree, they gave us 15. 15, you know. They say, but sir, you know, I was so, so helpless because people were just too much interested in happiness. My wife said, why are you this relax? I said, well, go on, university, job, university, job. but not even know that Lautek we from book. I said, you're welcome. You know, they said one thing, they say, one of the things that we love about you is that you are sincere. You are not even trying to impress us. And I love it again. Please sit down. <laughs> I was not impressing them. I said, this one is a chapel. It's a church. It's a church. This one is a church. It's not part of your program. You see, I moved them around. They say, what about the health center? I said, this is the health center. They say, blood pressure can you almost say? I said, if you back to this, yes, he said. He said, what about the nose? He said, ah, the nose is on grand But the mercy can be that one below. He said, ah, this pastor. Hey, take a parrot. I said, because we feel it's not necessary. At the past, it's a young parrot for what? Want to sign an affiliation with you. We were so relaxed that they said, okay, don't worry. Don't worry. We had this. We had this. We had that. He wanted to take them to the hall. They said, we're writing. Were they writing text or what? They, they said, hey, hey, don't let us enter because their brain will, I said, yes, their brain will be disturbed. You don't need to see the hall. Come out. So move them around. And they wrote. 
And they said, we cannot give anything until the Senate of the university approves. Because it is the Senate of the university that we approve. And if there is strike, on the strike is over. Took it to the Senate, and it was approved. And they asked us to come to the university to sign the ablation. And we were, when we were there, the man started saying so many things about me, you know, to the principal officer. He said, Pastor Dejuji is a retired banker. I said, me, I'm not a retired banker. Retired Liberia. <laughs> I mean, he said, the man has been CEO of banks. He's a director of banks because he retired. He has, I said, me? I said, excuse me. <laughs> I've never worked in a bank. <laughs> the woman that was beside me was the investor. I said, Liberian, Liberian, me. That's what anointing does. It does not matter what you do. He said, You are, hey, Dagba now. She said, You are Christian. I said, You are Christian. I'm going to retire for a long time. You are Christian. And I said, Okay, sir. But to be honest with you, the campus is not that big, but very neat and compact. Well situated. He started saying so many beautiful things about us. Even things that we think do not matter, they use it to praise us. Do you know that the college has a bakery? Do you know? It's not saying so many beautiful things. And the man says, oh, wonderful. Situated in a beautiful side of the road. He says, okay, are you now ready to partner with us? He says, yes, we are ready. That's why we are here. And I also told them, when they asked me to tell, I said, well, I love your campus. So it's a beautiful site. The admin is extra neat. That you people are doing a great job. When they clap for me, we sign two pictures. Who is doing this for us? It is the anointing. Anointing will cause even strangers to want to help you. That's what the anointing does. Anointing of God forbids stagnation. Let the whole town be against you. There still be a way for you if you carry the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Nobody carried the anointing of God and remains stagnant because the anointing command men to fulfill you. He said, when you leave me today, you meet two men that are carrying two breasts. They will give you. Collect it from them. Collect it from them. As you move forward, you anoint it. Because of this anointing, men will fulfill you. I prophesy this with men will fulfill you. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Strangers will favor you. No more obstacle in the name of Jesus. Did you plan this thing before? No. But the anointing plan things for you. Anointing will cause men to favor you. They will organize ways for you. It is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So you have to desire the anointing to move forward. He said, Who are you? Great mountain before Serubabel. Sakai chapter 4, verse 7. That we shout grace. Grace to it. Another word for grace, anointing, anointing. That's what it means. When anywhere you see the word grace, it means the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Unmerited. Unhand. Who art thou? O great mountain before Serubabel. Thou shalt become a plain. You shall bring forth the stone thereof with shouting, crying, grace, grace, grace to it. What is doing this? He says, Grace. What you are saying is that it's the anointing. It is the anointing. Don't ask, How are you doing this? It is the anointing. It 
is the grace of God at work in my life. And that anointing will work for you in Jesus' name. That anointing will move you forward in the name of Jesus. Anointing also guarantee miracle. First Samuel chapter 10 verse 7. He said, when these signs come upon you, know that the Lord is with you. Do as occasion demand. Look, look at that. What an open check. When the miracle of the anointing is upon your life, do as you touch it wise. He said, and the Lord will make a way for you. First Samuel chapter 10 verse 7. That's what the anointing does. Kingdom connection for progress number two is the anointing. The anointing. And let it be. You know, from verse 1 to verse 7, he was talking about things that will happen because of the anointing. He said, one, because you are anointed today, you are a captain. Because you are anointed today, what you are looking for has been found. Because you are anointed today, as you are going forward, you enjoy unusual favor. He said, because you are anointed today, what you cannot do before you begin to do, you prophesy like prophets. You will talk like an engineer. You will speak like a professor. You will do business like a business guru. That's what I was saying. What you cannot do before, because of this grace, you'll be able to do it now. And he now said, look, when you move away from me, God will give you another way of thinking. A new heart will enter you. You will see things in different perspective because of the anointing. That's why most of the anointed men are wise people. Watch it. You will see traceable wisdom in their life because anointing also guarantees wisdom. He said the anointing that you have received of the Holy Spirit is able to teach you. Anointing forbids stupidity and foolishness. That's how you have to desire the Holy Anointing make you wise. You won't know why you are wise, but the anointing will be teaching you. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. That's what the anointing we see if we come in. We tell you how to prepare for it. Anointing will give you wisdom. We are out to buy deep freezer for ice cream. Mommy said she preferred to buy her own. She wants to have control. She doesn't have somebody to give her. They will control what she must put in her freezer. Say, how much is the freezer safe? Let's go and buy. And it was about time that all this cash problem was on grant. You can't carry cash, go to bank. It was around that time. So we went to one of our customers that we normally buy things from. He took us the price. We now asked him, are we going to pay now? And the man brought out a POS. He has never done that before. And we said, how much should we put on top? He said, no, you are buying things from me. Don't worry. Just put the amount. So put the amount. I told her, I said, oh my God. What a beautiful way of doing business. This man did not stress us. I said, please. Who are still there? Call the man that did the POS for you. I need one. He called the guy. My wife said, where are we going? I said, to the man. The freezer was still in the car. I stayed with him. I said, follow me to the office. Oh yeah, give us one. Before all this problem, before all this uh, crisis, maybe about two weeks in between that, it was still fresh. I said, give us the POS to give us. I wrote for the student. If you are paying school fees, free charges. Free. Just come and pay. But if you need money for rice and gari, you pay such charges. 
a man. Do you know I never know so many of these students were having school fees they didn't pay? The day that I said we have you at five people pay school fees. Some one of them damn trouble because he has money. What to use for food, not for school fees. <laughs> Look, the anointing for this stupidity. Once the anointing of God is upon you, every situation will teach you something to learn. You will always learn something. You always learn. You will learn from people. Because the anointing that you have received, the Bible says, is able to teach you all things. The Holy Spirit cannot be teaching you things and you become a dull person. He said that when he comes, he teaches us all things. He knows the ways forward. Let him teach you. Let the anointing of the Holy Spirit teach you. Let him teach you. That's what the anointing does. That's why I believe kingdom connection for progress number two is the anointing. Anytime I don't know what to do, I will cast all my cares upon you. When you are praying like that, you are saying, Lord, anoint me. Let me see things in another dimension. And when you see life in another dimension, you move forward. Because most of the time, what is limiting us is even our mindset. So when the anointing comes, we break those things away, 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 and cause us to move forward. You are marching forward in Jesus' name. Okay. Number three, kingdom connection for progress is managing your resources very well and appreciating them. Managing your resources very well. We help you to move forward. John chapter 5 verse 14. Jesus said to the man that was here, now that you are healed, be careful lest bad things happen to you. <coughs> I can never forget that thing. Be careful lest bad things. Afterward, Jesus finded him in the temple and said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole. See no more, sir. Lest worse thing come unto thee. I know so many of you have seen this thing in the Bible. Some people say that uh, because we are not sinning, we are stupid. We are wiser than you. Because Jesus said, look, if you are healthy, run away from sin. Run away from bad habits. Otherwise, worse thing will come to you. You can come to God for a miracle because of the anointing. But now that God has blessed you, be careful that you don't lose it. Manage your resources very well and appreciate them. One of the ways to manage your blessings is by appreciating the blessing that God has given to you. Thank God for it. Thank God for it. And do everything to manage it very, very well. Do everything to manage it very well. Second Kings chapter 4, verse 7. The man of God said to the woman, Sell the oil, pay your debts, and live on it for the rest of your life. I don't know whether you see the rest of your life here in this verse. Look at what. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil, pay the de thy debts, and live down. And thy children of the rest. And we never heard that this woman enjoy another miracle. <laughs> One miracle. Eternal principle. One miracle. Eternal success. One miracle. Lifelong principle. To maintain perpetual weight. Manage your resources very well. You know, one of the things that most drivers don't have money. Is because they were having money on a daily basis. And they believe that if we blow today's money, another one will what? 
will come tomorrow. Nina Lugu. Another one will come tomorrow. They never know that the only one that holds tomorrow is God. <laughs> you can wake up tomorrow and you feel that you're a little bit sick. Will you drive yourself to death? So another one is not coming. Or you can wake up tomorrow and discover there is riot in town. You cannot do business. Will you not eat the next day? You know, anything can happen tomorrow. The only thing you have is today. So you manage it very well. You don't live as if there will be no tomorrow. Because there may be plenty of tomorrow for you that you don't know. And most of them, when they leave their job, they don't have a saving. And there's a language they used to say, so they will eat what they cannot work for. And at the end of it all, they eat their tomorrow's food today. Heat their tomorrow's food. Heat as if tomorrow will not exist. Heat without any saving. Do life as if there is no tomorrow. And at the end, if somebody say there is no more job for you as a driver, they become a place. They are begging for food. Don't live that way. Go to the hands. That's what the Bible says. You slow God. Consider his ways and be wise. One of the ways of the high wise is that they are balanced throughout the year. What does it mean to be balanced throughout the year? You are a good manager of resources. When there is plenty, you are not spending more. When there is lack, you are not feeling it. Do you see that? When there is plenty, you are not behaving as if there is plenty for everybody to see. And when there is lack, you don't feel it. So you don't complain throughout the year because you are living a balanced life. You must have a good priority for living. A good priority for living. Number one first priority, we have said it before, is to God. Number two priority is your immediate family. Why? The Bible says, he that cannot take care of his family is worse than an infidel, unbeliever. Is worse. So your immediate family must be catered for. It's a sign of good planning. You collect salary. You say, my wife, sit down. What did they? How do we manage these resources that we have a little bit of saving? So, your family, number one, is to God. Lord, I am grateful for this salary. I'm grateful for the gift of life. Without you, I cannot make this. Lord, I'm you worship God and thank him for I has blessed you. Number two, your family. Number two, your family. I'm saying it. Your immediate family must be prioritized if you are going to be balanced in life. People that are not balanced, they prioritize other things. And number three is the church. I want to make impacts. Things must be prioritized very well. God, your immediate consistency, your source of life. Two, your family. Three, the church. Oh, they're having projects. They're having this. Okay. God has blessed me. I feel like giving. Then you give. Nobody should cajole you to be a money back for anybody. You do not send them and they do not send you. Who sent you? Plan your life and live a balanced life. Because 
It is when you are balanced that you can be a blessing for your generation. I've seen people that started from zero, and today they are doing well. I don't care what to say about some of them. I just love them because they are good model to me. I don't care. Because they are consistently consistent over the year. And they never beg me for money. For that reason, I respect them. Every other chant and chant that you are saying doesn't move me. For instance, I respect Pastor Matthew Ashimolo. You know why? He did not go to school. He came from a poor background. The father was a loto man, pool man. There was no single inheritance for him. I love him because he's balanced at 70. He's not begging me for money. He's from my hometown. And he's not a bad person. <laughs> I like that. I like people that live balanced life. When you are balanced, you are a blessing. Ask yourself, when will I be a balanced human being? I don't have much, but this little I have, I must manage it into greatness in a little way. Do you know people will not know that you are poor if you can maintain your home? If you can maintain your home very well, people will not know that you are poor. I'm surprised that my children will say, Daddy, I never know where I was poor. I say, hey. You never know. Maybe you are too young to know. There was a time when we were young. When you ask for tea, we give you hot water and sugar. Say, is it not sweet? Eh, that is sweet. Drink it, it's tea. There was a time like that. But when you consistently manage your resources very well, it will push you forward. That was the message of Joseph. He said, there will be seven years of plenty and there will be seven years of famine. If you don't want to forget plentiful years, in the seven years of plenty, save minimum of 20%. For seven years, twenty percent of your salary for seven years. He says, save it. He said, in the seven years of farming, there will be great deliverance. What is the deliverance that we do in church today? Push people. <laughs> Anointing without management become annoyance. Become pushing. Can't you see that people that are balanced? Don't look up and down on mountains. They don't. Can't you see them? Worshiping God is even fun for them. They look up and down. They are not looking for the enemy in their father's house. Generational problem. You see them looking for generational problem. Up and down. It's because they are balanced from one level to another level to another level to another level. It is the poor that are constantly looking for enemy people. And people are using that to defraud them. One woman's name is this. Is the one that is doing you. Oh, yes, oh, Papa. Yes, Papa. Nobody is doing you. It is the mismanagement of time and resources that is doing you. You have refused to appreciate what God has given to you. When you get salary, appreciate it. Lord, I thank you for this income. Help me to multiply it. When Jesus received five loaves and two fishes, he thanked God for it. That's how to manage it. The first thing he did was he took it from them, raised it up and said, Father, I thank you. He did not complain. When you are complaining, you are not managing your resources well. You don't complain. Say, Lord, I thank you for this income. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity. Lord, as I begin to distribute, 
let it multiply. And as you are distributing, the Lord will multiply it in your hand in Jesus' name. Amen. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse. Anyone that you see, Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 10. Where are we? For it is God which worketh in you, put to will and to do of his good pleasure. God is working all around you, organizing resources around you, giving you desire to do something. Appreciate them, manage them to greatness. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. I pray for you this morning. God will strengthen you. Okay, say amen three times. So, but some of you don't know that strengthening of God is important in our strength. Well, yeah, look for another one. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, and First Corinthians 15, verse 10. Where are we now? And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to what? To faithful men whose I teach others also. Put on First Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. That's not actually where I'm going. First Timothy chapter 2. Verse 2. Let me see what it says. First Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. For kings and for all that are in authority may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Or just with a place that I say you should grow in the grace of our Lord Jesus. Grow. Appreciate what the Lord has put in you and grow in it. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. Everybody stand up. Let's see this thing. First Corinthians 15 verse Let's stand up on our feet. Write it down. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. The grace of God that is bestowed upon you will not be in vain. And you say amen very well. Okay, but I labor more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. That's how to manage resources and appreciate it. I am what I am by the grace of God. His grace was upon me. But I make sure that grace was not in faith. How many of you believe this morning that you carry grace? Unusual grace. That you are not ordinary. There are some people that don't believe that they carry grace. If you believe you carry grace, raise your hand up. Say, Father, I know I carry grace. That grace of God will not be in vain. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead and use it to pray. Lord, I know I carry grace. The grace will not be in vain. I will appreciate your grace. I will manage the grace very well. The grace that you have bestowed upon me will not be in vain. In the mighty name of Jesus. That grace that I carry, I will use it well. In the name of Jesus. That grace that you have bestowed upon me will not die. I am not an ordinary person. I will labor to maintain and to manage the resources that you have given to me. Because your grace upon me, that grace will not be in vain. Go ahead and pray. If you believe you carry grace, pray well. I say, Lord, I receive grace to manage the grace and to grow in the grace. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead and pray and pray and pray. Say, Lord, I receive grace. 
Grace, 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 grace. Grace to grow. Grace to manage resources very well. Grace to multiply resources. I receive it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Nothing will die in my hand. Yes, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord Jesus. Nothing will die in my hand. Nothing will die in my hand. In the name of Jesus. Nothing will die in my hand. In the name of Jesus. Nothing will die in my hand. Every blessing that is in my life will grow. I will manage them very well. In the, are you praying very well? Lord, I am grateful that your grace is upon me. Your power is upon me. Your anointing is upon me. You have surrounded me with your blessing. I will not frustrate the grace of God. I will not frustrate the anointing of God. I will grow in grace. I will multiply in grace. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I will grow in grace. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Raise your two hands to heaven. Say, Father, give me anointing for progress in the name of Jesus. Go ahead and ask for special anointing. Let the anointing of the Holy Spirit move me forward. Allow me to be favored. Give me a new heart. Make me captain. Give me miracles. Go ahead and pray. I don't know whether you are face to face with obstacles. Go ahead and pray and say, Lord, let the anointing of the Holy Ghost move me forward. No more stagnation. Pray for yourself. I have been stagnant. I have been stagnant. No way. I must move forward. In the name of Jesus. I receive grace. And the anointing of the Holy Ghost. For progress. In the name of Jesus. My life is dynamic. In the name of Jesus. Grace for progress. Anointing for progress. In the name of Jesus. I am unstoppable. Who are you, O mountain? Before Serubabel, every mountain that wants to stop me by the anointing of the Holy Ghost, I break your chains today. In the name of Jesus, break the chain of stagnation. In the name of Jesus, I break the chain of stagnation. I break every chain of stagnation. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Open your eyes. Never you allow any man born of a human being to pity you. Never. There is nobody that is better than you. We are all unique in our own special way. Nobody is qualified to look down on any man. For what? What does he has? If they like, let them say that you are proud. Be proud. Let nobody be qualified to look down on you and say you are nobody. And never you feel that you are less blessed. Because I'm holding microphone does not make me superior. It's just this is my assignment. This is what God has called me to do. But in your office, you are doing your assignment. And you should not in any way attract pity. You can respect people. You can honor them. Oh, I love my pastor. Oh, he's a wonderful man. Yes, I'm wonderful in my own right. But that does not make you an inferior human being. Or a second class human being on heart. Never you allow anybody. Not by anointing. 
not by class, not by money, make you inferior. You are well endowed by God. Don't use another person's eye to look at yourself. He said, if I were to be that man, you can never be me. You can't be me because you are not born by my mother. My background, my DNA is unique. So you don't need to be like me to be important in life. In fact, we celebrate you when you are different from me. You will be comfortable around me because you look like me. But it is your difference that brings profits. The world will be boring if we all look the same. That's why God has created different color, different size, different way of reasoning, different, different talents. A man became celebrity by celebrating things that you think is small. Do you know what the wonders the youth are doing now because of something we call nothing in those days. Just pick a particular skill and before you know it, even Brother Saki is being celebrated in Lagos. He's being said, what? The moment you know that this is what I can do, you just discover that the world moves around you to celebrate you. It is when you are hovering, looking for pity, that you become an ordinary person. The moment you stand out, bam, you just begin to shine. Because you are endowed, you are unique. And that's what I love about this choir. Nobody is copying another person. Every choir of pastor, nobody copy. My children in ministry even don't copy me. You don't need to copy me to be effective. Be yourself. When Ijo handled the mic, you know this is Ijo, you must be ready to dance by force because it's action pack from beginning to the end. That is what God has given her. Everybody has his own unique talent. And when we operate under that unique atmosphere of talent, you will see glory coming. We shine because effortlessly we move forward. But when you look down on yourself, you bury your talents. Raise your two hands to heaven. Say, I can never bury my talents for anybody. I am created for glory. And I will shine in the name of Jesus. Nobody is qualified to pity me in the name of Jesus. I will never tolerate self-pity. I will not encourage self-pity. And I will not pity myself. I am blessed. I am highly favored. I am the right man. I am the happy man. My height is suitable. My structure is suitable. My life is blessed. Nobody will pity me. My background is good. I am marching forward. Thank God for my heritage. Lies are falling for me. In pleasant places. I have a good inheritance. I am blessed enough for everybody to envy me. I am blessed enough to move forward. My parents are good. My life is good. My story is good. My future is bright. Receive the anointing to break the chains of self-pity. If you are not qualified, nobody is qualified. If you say you are not blessed, nobody is blessed. In the name of Jesus, nobody, nobody, in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. 
Open your eyes. Let me tell you this story. I've been thinking this way for a long time. We were supposed to have a meeting in my in-laws house. When we were very, very young, we just got married. And for one reason or the other, we were late. Because we were looking for a free train transport. And the person says, I will first get to a lot you. We are coming from Bumacho. We didn't have a car that time. And when we got to the house, he lost house. They were offended. And we came late. Somebody was getting married. And I said, Because in a house, sorry, So I was surprised. The leaders of who are coming to me that ah, but I for short be no. I say kilo shele. And and my wonderful brother-in-law came here and said, Hey, I pity you. I said, eh? Who does he say? Is it God? I said, for that, he said, I will not apologize. For that singular reason. My wife looked at me and said, yes, why? Sorry, Otoi. I said, what is this? What is this? We left. Mamba came. I'm just telling you the story so that you can have self, self-pride. Mamba came all the way from Leah and told my wife. My wife said, I said, I said, I said, they told him. They came and greeted us. And started looking at us like this way. And we lit one year to Prof, I'm telling you. I did not have money. I don't even have a car then. I didn't have a car. Not a single car. And the man I'm talking about is capable of buying a car for me. At that time. He's capable of saying, Oh yeah, we like BHA first. But I will not because of gifts cringe. And allow anybody to pity me. God warned me at the time, even with my boss there. Anytime I go to him, I want him to feel that I am one that nobody. He said, Ah, he was church yesterday. He will be talking low. One day I was coming. God warned me, never you allow anybody to pity you because of gifts. Don't allow him to pity you. I heard God saying that to me. So I got to me the next time. I said, ah, we have money. He said, hello. He said, yes. Yeah. He said, how much? I give. I said, one gift. Church members are generous givers. I've never seen that kind of offering in my life. He became shocked. He said, oh, say, car. He started asking me. So now that you always say rally, I say very soon. I'm a very good shoot. He said, ah. Moti logan, say moti logan. Me, see left me. When I was talking low, he was beating me. The moment I said, I said I'm doing well, he started looking at me with a face. Say, I don't see you. Oh, sorry, what bad you have? I'm not your pastor. He said, I respect you. He walked out to logan. I said, yeah, nasa. He said, it's your face. I took over. The moment. I started rejecting self-pity. I started going far. When my wife was in professorial Thanksgiving, he came, he said, Oh, sobe now, Oh, you could decide by I 
and yet we have not started this school. Don't because, because church members, they think humility is self-pity. Humility is not self-pity. The judge shall live by faith. If people will say you are proud, let them say it. Don't allow anybody to pity you. How are you today? I am fine. That does not stop anybody. I want to give you anything to give. And you don't want to give. Fine. Come on. Stop accepting pity. When you have self-pity, you will build excuses. When you build excuses, you become lame in life. And you're not able to move forward. When you refuse pity, you have reason to move forward. You'll be able to challenge the status quo and say, I can do it. Other people are doing great. I can do great. Other people are moving forward. I can move forward. And you are going to move forward. Can I hear your amen? Stand on your feet. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, I reject. And I refuse. Self-pity. In the name of Jesus. I will not give room for anybody to pity me. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. You are praying for something dangerous. Something dangerous. Nobody will be qualified to pity me. I will live an enviable life. A life of success. A life of glory. In the name of Jesus. Nobody will be qualified to pity me. Every day of my life I will give testimony. In the name of the way you look at yourself determine the speed you make in life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I am marching forward. I am going higher. No more self-pity. No more self-pity. No more limitation. No more inferiority mindset. I am a man of great valor. I am marching forward. I am marching forward. I am marching forward. In the name of Jesus, I am. Are you marching forward? Stop the self pity. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Every record of your past failure, I tear them into pieces. Affliction will never rise a second time. Your past failure is the last failure you will witness. Beginning from now, you'll be having testimony. In the name of Jesus. If there's any picture in your album that you don't like, go and tear it. Because you're having a new dawn. A new glory. A new rising. A new lifting. A new success. A new promotion. A new progressive life. Say, believe in Amen. Come on! Somebody offended you 10 years ago. Go and tear the page. It does not matter. I want to remember. Don't remember. Because all those people that are incensed against thee, the Bible says they will be as nothing. In other words, they will not be able to affect you. Don't write it on diary. Come on. Why will you write a diary? You know you are going far. If Joseph was to write diary of people that offended him, do you know how many things he will... He said, yes, 2007, you changed my clothes. You turned into, oh, 2007, you did this to me. It is little people that document foolish things. You document things that will march you forward, not your past failure. If they ask you, is there any day that you are sad in life? You say, maybe it's come and I didn't remember. Huh? You have never been sad? I don't know. 
Maybe I was sad sometimes. I didn't remember. Is there any day that I move forward? Every day I wake up, I'm always moving forward. That's the testimony of champions. Stop repeating the old catalog tape in your head. Hey, people don't like me. People cheated me. People hated me. People always defraud me. We have had. No man will be able to hurt you anymore. Break yourself free of your past failure. Break yourself free. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, I forgive all those people that willfully and unwillfully hurt me in the past. I forgive them. Every past mistake I made, I also forgive myself. Come on, go ahead and for free yourself of past failure. Free yourself of past error. I forgive myself for every past mistake I've made. I forgive myself. Don't say, if not because I did this thing, enough is enough. Why are you crying? Because of the spilled milk. There are still so many milk for you to enjoy. So many blessings for you to enjoy. You made a wrong choice. And so what? You still have opportunity to make another choices for you to move forward. Lord Jesus, I receive grace to march forward. To march forward. To march forward. I forgive myself of all the past mistakes I made. And I'm marching forward. Irrespective of the mistakes. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayer. Father, raise your two hands to heaven. Give us the grace to move forward. Let the anointing of the Holy Spirit let it fall upon everybody in this house. Cause your favor to move towards them. Make them captain over situation. Guarantee miracle in place of obstacles. Let your anointing give them a new heart. A heart that loves God. A heart that serves God. A heart that worships God. A heart that is full of seal. A heart that wants to be forth in the things of God. That it come upon them right now. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayer. Go ahead and prophesy to yourself. And we are running up right now. Prophesy to yourself. Prophesy something good to yourself. Prophesy this week. I am blessed and highly favored. Lies are falling upon me in pleasant place. Doors will open for me. This week is my week of divine heads. I will not be sick. I will not fall down. From strength to strength. He said when you are anointed, you will prophesy. So prophesy. If you have been anointed, prophesy to yourself. My journey is sweet. This week is blessed. Whatever I lay my hand upon shall prosper. No evil on my ways. I am marching higher. I am marching forward. The Lord is blessing me. I will live an enviable life. In Jesus' name we have prayed. As you have prophesied before the Lord, may the Lord confirm your word. So shall it be. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Let's clap our hands together for Jesus. What a wonderful time. Hallelujah. Let your clap offering be bigger than that of your neighbor. Let nobody pity you. 
Let nobody pity you. Clap your home. You have your whole hand. Ay, 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 ay. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, I don't know why, but I feel I am more blessed than you. <laughs> Come on, be seated. God bless you. Yeah.